We're delighted to be rejoined by the town manager of Mansfield, Ryan Aylesworth, to update all things Mansfield today. Good morning, Ryan. Happy New Year. Did you have a little break over the holiday? Good morning, Wayne. Good to be back on the program. Yeah, no, it was definitely good with uh, with a lot going on and a full plate every day. Definitely nice to be able to carve out a little bit of time with family. You know, kids uh, work hard each and every day during the school year, and good for them to get a little bit of a rest and a reprieve. Um, for the most part, obviously, the weather's been incredibly mild this winter, so the, the time frame between... Um, Christmas and, and New Year's, a uh, great opportunity to get out on some of the local trails and hike around and, and, and kind of reacquaint ourselves with some of the open space here in Mansfield. How did the Aylesworth family celebrate Christmas? Well, we were pretty low-key this year. You know, we did it at home. There was no, no travel involved, which is, which is nice. It's always great to see family, but uh, as I'm sure everybody can appreciate, you know, you get on the road with multiple kids and, and a car full of presents that you're you're taking to and from and uh, just a lot of logistics. So it's kind of nice when you can keep it low-key and, and do it at home. So And plus it's a lot easier on Santa. You know, Santa uh, doesn't get uh, turned around and he knows exactly which house he's going to. So that, uh, that put the kids at ease, too. They didn't have to worry about that. So Christmas was pretty cold around here, but other than that, we've been lucky with the severe weather so far. But Mansfield did experience some power outages that closed school the Friday before Christmas. Did those outages work themselves out without serious incident? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a a tough go of it for about a 30-hour stretch there. We had uh, a large number of households in town, as I know, uh, you know, uh, basically every community across Connecticut did. Uh, we had a 30-hour uh, stretch where, you know, at the high point, I think it was about 1,500 uh, Eversource customers, so about 20% of the households uh, that they serve were without power. And uh, as you said, you know, that was, uh, you know, right before uh, Christmas, right before the holiday, and that was uh, really tough with the bitter chill that set in. Fortunately, uh, there were no known injuries. Um, people seemed to fare pretty well. Um, you know, definitely it was, uh, you know, it's never a good time to lose power for a day and a half, but uh, especially during a cold snap like that and right before a holiday uh, with people traveling and people gearing up to uh, spend family time together, uh, definitely not ideal. Uh, and so I'm just really happy for the hard work that our uh, fire and EMS and, and public works crews put in going above and beyond, working hand in glove with Eversource to uh, make sure that down trees that were on wires and, and blocking roads, that those got cleared as quickly as possible. So definitely a big shout-out to all the Eversource crews and our and our town crews that were so so responsive during a very difficult time. And also um, I want to make sure to, to do a shout-out for our staff at the Mansfield Community Center. Uh, we opened up the community center basically as a warming station for anybody without power. So uh, you didn't have to be a member to come in and, and get warm and take a hot shower and, and avail yourself of some complimentary coffee if you needed it. So uh, that seemed to be pretty well received. So I, I think, you know, we came together as a community during a really, you know, tough time. And, and fortunately, uh, as I said, fortunately, there were no known injuries uh, as, a, as a result of the storm. And so far, we've managed to get through this far into the winter without too much in the way of any snow. There was that one storm back in the middle part of December, but here we are with rain on January the 6th. You've got some changes in the new year, including expanded town hall hours, at least Monday through Thursday. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I think uh, I may have uh, mentioned this uh, last time I was on the program, that this was something that we were 
looking to experiment with, you know, basically for a trial period. So um, we, we're extending hours um, Monday through Thursday. Uh, we will be closing our municipal offices, that the municipal offices in Town Hall, I, sh- I should say, uh, on Friday. Friday is a half day for us here at Town Hall already. And it's a pretty lightly used day. Uh, we don't uh, receive a lot of, uh, you know, customer traffic, as it were. Most people come into town hall looking for service Monday through Thursday, and so we thought, for a variety of reasons, uh, including our ability to help uh, recruit and retain the best employees in what is a very challenging labor market right now, uh, that it would be a, a good opportunity for us to pilot uh, basically a, a compressed schedule, a four-day work week. And so we'll see how this goes. We're definitely going to be uh, soliciting employee feedback on their experience, how this uh, four-day approach is working out for them. And we're also going to be soliciting feedback from our residents. We want to make sure that this works for everybody. Uh, You know, I'm confident uh, at this point that the additional hours of service, uh, Monday through Thursday, will make it easier for people, uh, especially people who work out of town, to to make it back uh, during the workday to to transact whatever business they need to at town hall monday through thursday and and basically eliminating the few hours of service that we uh currently offer on fridays uh won't won't have a negative impact so we'll see how it goes but that certainly is something that we're want to make sure our community is aware of and that'll be a six-month period starting next monday and extending through the end of june so uh, certainly, Wayne, if you have any business that you're conducting at Town Hall and uh, you have some feedback you want to offer over the next six months, uh, you and anybody else, we'd love to hear it. Oh, I give my feedback to you when you're on the air every month, so that's how we do it around here. So it's not a permanent change. It's going to go back to the original plan coming up in the summertime? Well, I think so. It's a, it's a pilot. It's a, it, we're, we're calling it a trial period to see how well it works. If, if it's a smashing success, which you know I, I believe it will be very well received by employees and residents alike. So uh, my hope, my expectation is that uh, when we get done uh, reviewing and evaluating how things have gone over that six-month period, that it will actually become a permanent arrangement, that it will be uh, the new way we operate uh, in town hall, and then in that case, if it's successful, we would be looking to other municipal facilities to see how it might work there. Uh, every facility, as you can appreciate, you know the the mode of operation is a little bit different. It's, it's definitely not a one size fits all approach. So, um, if you have staff members working four days a week, uh, but you have a facility that's open, you know, six days a week like the library, or seven days a week like the community center, it may be challenging. Uh, to implement in that environment, and so uh, that's why we're kind of uh, we're walking before we run, I guess you could say. We're we're trialing it here at Town Hall, and uh, we'll see how it goes from there. Right. It almost seems like the work week for the town employees stays about the same because while you're giving back some hours on Friday, you're putting those hours onto earlier in the week for later office hours. That's that's 100% correct. So it's uh, really no net change in terms of hours worked by employees. Uh, they'll work the same number of hours. It'll just be over a, a four-day time frame as opposed to a five. And, and basically the same is true in terms of uh, the number of hours the town hall is is open and accessible by the public because of additional hours Monday through Thursday and the, the elimination of the hours on Friday. It's basically a wash. And so um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I should also maybe mention that uh, residents will still be able to access uh, the Mansfield Public Schools uh, district office, the central office here. They'll still be available Monday through Friday. 
the resident troopers office will still be available during its uh, normal hours as as well as the eastern highlands health district will be here monday through friday so um, there are a few entities, so to speak, uh, located within the town hall building that will still be uh, providing service uh, to residents on Fridays, uh, but the rest of the municipal offices are going to Monday through Thursday for the time being. You've been doing some work on the master plan. What's the update on that? Yeah, right now our focus is on, on jump-starting our uh, parks and recreation master plan, and I think I mentioned to you that 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 master plan uh, involves a comprehensive financial sustainability strategy development aspect. So um, that's really uh, kind of the first phase of this. We're working with a consulting group called 110%. Uh, they're based in Colorado. Uh, they have a tremendous track record of success uh, helping uh, parks and recreation programs and departments across the country. Uh, parks and Rec's a pretty big deal in the state of Colorado, as you might expect. It, it's kind of ground zero for uh, I guess you could say industry thought leaders when it comes to parks and recs. We're very excited to be working with them. We actually had uh, our internal, official internal kickoff meeting uh, relative to the parks and rec master plan uh, this past week, and <coughs> excuse me, and we will be uh, really ra- ramping things up in a, in a very publicly visible way uh, in, the, in the coming weeks. There's going to be a tremendous amount of stakeholder engagement, uh, lots of listening sessions, surveys, you know, focus groups. Uh, really trying to get a lot of uh, consumer feedback, if you will, customer feedback from from those that, that use our, uh, whether it's the community center or our, our, our trails, our parks and preserves, uh, our athletic fields. And so we're really excited to be doing that. So that's kind of the first phase, but we're also going to be doing, um, as part of overall master planning work, uh, we're going to be doing a lot of public engagement around uh, planning for our municipal facilities and, and affordable housing, that's that's another uh, priority, another uh, area of emphasis, certainly in the coming year. Our affordable housing committee that was established in the past year, uh, they're ramping up right now. They're, they're, they're getting underway. And so it's definitely going to be a busy year when it comes to planning and, and sort of longer-term strategic thinking here in the town of Mansfield. We followed the progress on the new Mansfield Elementary School. So as construction finishes up, is there an update on completion and a move-in date? Well, my expectation is that Superintendent Dart uh, with Mansfield Public Schools is going to be putting out uh, a a wide-ranging and and comprehensive update on the timeline and what that means for school opening uh, probably as early as today, so you can be on the lookout for that. Um, Obviously, we're all eager, um, not just families and, and, and you know, parents of students, but really the whole community. This is a community project, and everybody's eager to know when exactly the new school is going to open. Um, but uh, it's come a long way. It really, really has. Um, every week you know, that I've visited it, it's amazing you know, how, how much further it's come. We, we are definitely in the final stretches. Um, I know there's been a lot of interest in the, uh, the video visits that uh, a member of our school building committee has been uh, posting and making available on the school districts uh, uh, and the town's uh, Facebook pages. Um, so I definitely encourage people to check those out. But uh, I think it's safe to say that uh, we're, we're, we're very close. We do not have a, a certificate of occupancy yet, so we have not achieved the milestone known as substantial completion. Um, but uh, our our local inspection teams, our architect, our our project manager, our, our general contractor, all the parties involved, uh, they're working diligently together to see this thing to the finish line. And it's just going to be a phenomenal facility. You know, we've talked about that many times. 
Um, but you walk the building, especially um, as near complete as it is now, and you know whether you're in a classroom or the cafeteria or the gymnasium or any of the other spaces, it really is just going to be a top-flight uh, educational facility. It's going to be a phenomenal space for our children, our, our youngest children, to, to learn and grow. And I think our community is just going to be uh, incredibly proud of it, uh, especially with the net zero component, with it being uh, so so responsible from an energy efficiency and renewable energy standpoint. Uh, so stay tuned for Superintendent Dart's communication, uh, uh, likely today, laying out the timeline and, and probably speaking to even before the building officially opens uh, for, for school, um, all of the different ways that the community will get to uh, experience and become familiar with that building um, in, the, in the weeks leading up to that. Ryan, with the increase in fuel costs and now electricity costs, are you seeing an increase in folks reaching out to the town for assistance? It's definitely been uh, or is a challenging time. I mean, as you know, as everybody knows, uh, inflation, uh, rates of inflation are sort of at historic highs right now. And certainly uh, people are seeing that in their fuel bills. And uh, as, as we get into the heating season, um, that's definitely a pain point, we realize, uh, for a lot of families. And, and coupled with that, um, the, uh, the the lease fees, you know, for house rentals, uh, they're seemingly ever increasing as well. And and that kind of creates uh, a growing shortage of affordable and accessible housing. So, um, so the town of Mansfield, for its part, you know, certainly is trying to do everything it can to, to help families in need uh, right now. Uh, we've talked, I think, in the past about our Helping Hand program. Uh, that was a roughly half, or, or sorry, not roughly, it was in fact a half million dollar grant um, that we've been administering for families and households that uh, were financially negatively impacted by the pandemic. Uh, we targeted um, that half million dollars into food assistance and, and child care assistance, uh, so people were better able to uh, meet their, you know, their, their mortgage payments or, or their monthly rent or their fuel bills because we were helping them with with food and child care. Um, that program, though, you know, is winding down. We've essentially uh, fully ex- expended the grant money. Uh, that we received. So we've been, you know, basically uh, pivoting from that into other ways that we can help and trying to connect uh, families in need with other resources. And one of the ways that we're doing that is another program that we're implementing. Um, It's a resident uh, uh, assistance and relief program that's being funded with uh, a portion of our American Rescue Plan dollars. Now, that program is still active, and so I would strongly encourage anybody who's in need of financial support right now uh, with fuel bills or other things to reach out to our human services department and learn more about what we can do. Um, I also just want to mention, you know, I know we were started on this line of discussion talking about uh, fuel costs, but also want to make sure that uh, your listeners know uh, what we've done to help uh, businesses in our community uh, that have been impacted by the pandemic. We just finished up what was the second round of relief funding to businesses and nonprofits uh, that were negatively impacted by the pandemic. We, we made uh, $370,000 available of our American Rescue Plan funding for that, and we've helped uh, dozens of businesses uh, that were impacted by the pandemic in the process. And that, that support, that assistance seems to be really well received. We've gotten a lot of very positive feedback uh, from our local businesses. So, you know, there's always more that we can do or that we want to do. Uh, we're certainly interested in feedback residents can provide if there's other ways that we can help. Uh, but we really are rolling up our sleeves and, and trying to help in every way that we can. Anything else you want to share about what's happening in Mansfield? 
Well, you know, it's a time of uh, New Year's resolutions, uh, and uh, I, I would say I would encourage everybody, you know, to uh, think about New Year's resolution in the area of fitness. You know, we have a phenomenal community center. Uh, I try to, you know, plug it every time I'm on your program, uh, but we're offering, you know, free general admission for all visitors starting today, actually, uh, uh, January 6th, and extending through Sunday uh, the 8th, and there's uh, a variety of uh, parent and child night out programs that we're offering. There's more information uh, on that on the website. So, you know, just a lot of ways for, for families to either reconnect with the community center or if they haven't done so, to, to, to give it a look, uh, individuals and families for that matter. We just have a, a great community center with so much to offer um, in terms of, of, of program and service. And so really hope that people will, will check that out and avail themselves of that. And a lot of programming uh, on the library front. Uh, they recently launched a monthly current events discussion group, uh, current events and politics. Uh, it's going to be Wednesdays at one o'clock, and, uh, and and we're really excited about that. I think we have a, a pretty robust number of, of folks that have registered for um, for that program, and so it's a great way for people to to connect and, and discuss uh, current events and, and build some fellowship in our community. Um, otherwise, I just mentioned, you know, it's not necessarily uh, the most exciting thing to the outside world, but it's a pretty big deal here in, in, in uh, my line of work. But we are uh, commencing with or have started our uh, budget development process. Obviously, the budget, town budget affects everybody. Um, it it uh, shapes what programs and services and, and projects we deliver, um, but also impacts people financially in terms of their tax dollars. And so um, just as I have said before in your program, you know, our goal is always to maintain and enhance where possible the highest quality municipal services that we offer the community, but we want to do so in, a, in an affordable way. And we want to make sure that Mansfield doesn't price anybody out. We want people of all economic, you know, sort of stations to, to um, be able to call Mansfield home and afford to live here. And so that process started last month. Uh, we're moving through it and uh, really excited about uh, what we're going to be able to provide our community in the year ahead. Ryan, always good to get your updates. Thank you for joining me this morning. Thanks, Wayne. Good talking to you as always. That would be Ryan Ellsworth, the town manager of Mansfield on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.